0: This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Thank you for joining us again today. I hope you listened to yesterday's show with Eric, and we're going to continue the conversation uh, with Eric Most today, who is an expert in stewardship and impact. Uh, We're going to dive a little further into the conversation around stewardship and diving into, you know you're you're about to exit or something right maybe it's an asset maybe it's a business that you're about to sell and you want to maximize that opportunity we're diving into that today eric how do i steward just these resources that have been entrusted to me more faithfully and you know how can how can you all help us with that yeah, that's
1: such a great question and um and, and i know that i mean so many of us ask those questions um uh, especially i mean every business owner is going to ask these questions, right? Like, Hey, how do I steward these resources bet- better? Um, folks that are believers, right? They feel this, this command to be wise stewards of all that's been entrusted to them. And so such a great, such a great question. Um, you know, we, we talked about uh, a little bit about um, fr- earlier, like friends don't let friends give cash. And so when we look at our portfolio, we look at all that God's entrusted to us. 90% of our wealth is wrapped up in the things that we own. Generally speaking, almost to a T across the country um, and in other kind of Western cultures. Um, and those of us that are generous, we do our giving and our living out of that 10% of cash that's available. And so it's the the, the smallest percentage of our portfolio. And so at NCF, we love to come alongside and look at, hey, how do we access and how do we how do we start using that 90% of assets that God has entrusted to, to us that are that are complex? They're, they're business, they're their real estate, their oil and gas, their water rights, um, their intellectual property rights. Um, and so um, these though can be incredible tools of generosity. At any one time, NCF owns somewhere um, around, or right now, somewhere around seven billion dollars worth of business real estate, intellectual property rights. And through our ownership of that, um, we are able to provide greater tax efficiencies that, that then creates almost like an arbitrage and allowing more dollars to be given away. And so, um, so a way to, to think about this is, is um, and maybe we just do a couple different examples. Let's say, uh, this is a real estate show. And so let's talk real estate. So let's say I own a, a commercial property. It's a income producing property. And, um, and uh, it's just one of my pieces in my portfolio, and and say, hey, I wanted to give away, um, you know, I wanted to give away. Pick, pick a number. It doesn't, doesn't even matter. Um, let's say I want to give $100,000 away. Um, and, and that's what I'm already doing, but I'm doing it out of my cash, right? Um, you know, bringing home a million dollars. I have a, t- a a tithe mentality. I want to give away 10%. So $100,000 I'm giving away. Well, instead we can say, hey, let's look at the the resources you have. And so let's take this, this real estate property you have. Maybe it's uh, worth a million dollars. Maybe it's worth 2 million, 5 million. It doesn't matter um, even less, um, you could take that asset and gift it to NCF, or you could gift a portion of that asset to NCF. And so, uh, let's say it's a, let's say it's a $2 million valued building and you want to take half of that building, um, 50% of that and gift that to NCF. Okay. By doing that, you're going to get a, um, a fair market value deduction, uh, for half uh, a million dollars, or I'm sorry, for for half of that asset value, so it was a $2 million billion building, you'd get a million dollar deduction for your taxes that you can use this year. If you can't use all of that deduction this year, it has a five-year carry forward of that deduction. So um, using a complex asset uh, class, like like real estate, the IRS will allow you to deduct to up to 30% of your AGI in a single year. So if you use that up to 30%, and that's still more, then you can carry that over for the next five years. Now, this property we talked about was an income producing property. Um, and so after expenses, so after property management, after capital expenses, um, CapEx for the roof, the, the the parking lot, yada, yada. Um, um, profits that then flow into you, NCF would receive 50% of those profits. And we don't pay any taxes on it whatsoever. We pay no taxes on real estate income. And so you as the property owner have been able to avoid receiving that as income that you're now taxed on. And instead, those dollars are going into your charitable puck bucket and they're going to, they're going to create as in liquid form that you now can write those checks that you normally would be writing to, to charity. So we talked about giving to your church or nonprofit young life. Uh, uh, it could also be American heart association or your, your alma mater. Um, you're able to write those checks out and now you're not using your cash the least efficient way. And so uh that's one example of using real estate in an ongoing manner as a long-term hold. There is we can hold that asset in perpetuity. So literally you can think about your portfolio and say hey I want this 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 one property here to be used as my charitable funding vehicle. Uh and and it's just an absolutely beautiful way to do things. You know, Eric if we have numerous properties that maybe we
0: want to give some from, right? Are, are we going to have numerous accounts through NCF, or, or you know, are we? Is this one thing that we could uh, attach numerous businesses or properties
1: to? What, what does that look like? Yeah, great question. Um, one account, unless you want multiples. Um, so you can do it. Don't as need more one. accounts we have, to keep up with. <laughs> you, yep, but we have some. Right. Right. I mentioned Jack, uh, Jack Kim with core real estate. And he literally says, Hey, we want to create a fund for every one of our, um, every one of our portfolios. And so, um, cause we have a, uh, we have an investor class in, invest in this one and invest different investor class in this one. And so he has multiple, um, it's very simple. We can link them all under one drop down and things like that. But so you, you have options. You could have just one or you could have multiple. Um, we would generally also suggest to saying, Hey, instead of taking, you know, if we look at that, um, How do we be better stewards of all that's been entrusted to me? Um, You know, instead of saying, hey, I'm going to take uh, 15% of this asset and 10% of this asset and this asset, there is a gift. We we talk about gift economics. Does it make sense to make this gift? And instead of doing a 15% here and a 10% here and a 15% here, we might say, hey, does it make sense to take one asset and gift just all of that one? Because there are appraisal costs that are incurred when you do these things. There are, um, as real estate, um, there are phase ones costs, which phase ones aren't that that expensive, and real estate isn't that bad either. Um, in the, uh, or I'm sorry, appraisals on the real estate in the real estate world are not that that big of a deal. Um, and so maybe it'd be make more sense to say, hey, let's just take this one uh, really great asset and gift that. Um, another consideration is debt on assets. And so there are debts that factor into the economics. And so just a, a general rule of thumb, if somebody's for the first time kind of hearing some of these ideas and their mind is being blown because this happens all the time in my conversations. People are like, I had no idea I could have done this. Nobody has ever told me these things. Um, And they're now starting to run through in their mind, their different um, assets in their portfolio. Um, Debt. Is, uh, is, an, is something that can cause issue and it lowers your deduction amount. And so a general rule of thumb, and this is just kind of the the, the big picture general rule of thumb. If you have more than 60% um, debt on an asset, it's usually not a great asset to gift. If you're in the 40 to 60% range, that's kind of, we put that, so we put that at a red light, that first one, um, that 40 to 60% range, we generally call that like a yellow light. That could be a good option. It's something to explore. If it's under 40% in debt, um, that would be a green light. That's usually in, in almost all, all occasions, like a great asset that you could gift
0: that's some great guidance there as well as I know there's many that are listening that have assets that they're thinking about right now uh, that maybe this would be a good option for Um, anything else, Eric, on just helping us to be more faithful, right. uh, Mm -hmm. With what we've been entrusted to uh, before we move on.
1: Yeah. I mean, literally um, it, it can be so valuable if you sit down and are willing to kind of open up your balance sheet and just say, Hey, these are the things that we have. And so we have folks that are like, Hey, I heard you talk about, you could give part of a business. And so we've been talking real estate, but somebody's like, I heard you can give business. And, um, and, and so it's one of those things that yes, business, we, we, we do a lot of business asset um, gifts, both long-term holds and short-term sales. And we'll talk more in detail about some of the stuff. But um, but it might not be the best asset class. And so one thing I would say is like be willing to, you know with your with your advisor team, sit down maybe with an NCF rep, from across the country and say, hey, these are the assets that we have. Um, and, and, and be willing to allow them to say, hey, what about, this one might be your best asset class. And so um, sometimes, you know, when I used to own my insurance agency, uh, we used to talk, uh, I had my team talk about life insurance. Um, but what I really didn't want them ever talking about was more than the general topic about life insurance. If they started talking about term life or whole life or universal life, all of a sudden the the person on the other side of the line got zero focused in and like, oh, that's the one I wanna I get in. That might not be the best thing for them. Same thing here, have an open mind, be willing to open up what the balance sheet looks like. And we can kind of walk through the different implications and the benefits of certain type of asset class that might have greater impact or um, or better opportunities in the future. Um, royalty income type of gifts, so mineral rights, um, water and gas rights. Um, we, we see a lot of that out here in the West. Those can be incredible gifts where it's just a constant flow, literally constant flow of money going into that charitable checking account that you can grant those dollars out. And so that might be a better one for an individual. So have an open mind.